plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. So today was unexpected. Uh, the big news of the day was the Saints released veteran cornerback Keenan Lewis. He hasn't practiced since August 3rd, so it kind of felt like something could happen, but maybe not this soon. Uh, I'm your host of the show, the Locked on Saints podcast. I'm Nick Underhill. I also cover the Saints for the New Orleans Advocate. I'm joined today by Joel Erickson, who also covers the Saints for the New Orleans Advocate. Joel, I mean, this this is kind of a surprise, right? Oh, it's definitely a surprise. I mean, uh, full disclosure to listeners of the podcast, the members of Team Advocate were eating at the original Nineveh Navigation uh, in uh, in Houston when uh, Lewis's Instagram post went up. Um, like you said, you, you you knew something might happen, but you really expected to happen more. Uh, on August 29th, and they do the first cutdown uh, to, to August 29th or August 30th, and they do the first cutdown to to uh, 75. Just because that's that's been when they've made their big cuts in the past. Um, it, it, you definitely don't expect it when the team's in Houston, and we just saw him on the field running and working out yesterday. Sprinting, sprinting, yeah. Not like jogging, like the man was sprinting. Right, full out running. Uh, with all of the other injured players um, on the field, he's cut in. I mean, the team is in Houston. They play a preseason game tomorrow night. Yeah, if this was strictly injury related, like I don't want to speculate because it might just be strictly injury related. But in my mind, I thought he'd have until that day too because you want to see if he can get healthy. And when he's healthy, he's a good player. He's fighting through the adductor strain. He had the three surgeries last year. It's been a rough time for him. The interesting thing to me was reading Mike Triplett talked to him after he got released, and Keenan made a comment saying he never felt like he meshed with Dennis Allen, and he was more of a Rob Ryan guy. So, like, is that an indicator of maybe something that was going on or, or what? But to me, that's a little bit odd. Yeah, it's it's hard to. Did Keenan play a game? He didn't even play. No. He got hurt in that Washington game. He got game. hurt right before they fired Rob Ryan. So he's never played in a game with... With Dennis Allen, and I think... I mean, D.A. was the secondary coach. Let's make that clear. So granted. they did work together, but not as D.C. And I think he's only done one practice. Did he practice? He practiced during the summer. No. Did he? Maybe just a little bit. Like a very small amount. Because we were all doing... Because I remember... Because we all did stories on whether or not he was healthy right at the beginning, after his last camp. So, I think he really practiced under DA once. One time. Um, which makes you think that it would be hard to figure out 
whether or not there's a fit there. In that one practice, I mean, he definitely wasn't, I don't think, 100%, because he, he got beat pretty bad a few times. And I remember, like, dialing off what I wrote about him because I, I didn't want to be unfair to a guy that was maybe playing at, like, 60%. But I don't know. I, it felt like something could have happened just because it, it wasn't going well. And that, I we, dis, we discussed it on the plane. Like, I, I was a little bit, like, worried, but... I thought it might be an IR move. Like I, I did not expect him to get caught, and definitely not today. I, I don't think anybody did. I, you know, and like I said, you really don't expect him to get cut the night before their second preseason game in Houston, the day after everyone sees him sprinting on the field here. Um, so uh, very, very surprising. Uh, but it also speaks to the fact that they like these young corners they have. Uh, they only have Brian Dixon is the only corner left on the roster who made the 53 man in 2014 that's crazy uh of the six that made the 53 man roster last year Lewis Browner and Kyle Wilson are all gone well Kyle Wilson's still here but he's on injured reserve yeah he's um for all intents and purposes he's not playing with the Saints this year right so this is like it's this is a new era at cornerback. Yeah, it is, and I guess it, we we keep talking about the depth of the team over and over. But this is another thing that speaks to it. Last year, uh, Brandon Browner goes, or, or I'm sorry, Keenan goes down, and they, they got to move Brandon Browner to a spot that doesn't work, and his season's a disaster. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. Now they got some depth. You see the ways that they can replace him. I mean, I, I think of my mind, like I already had the, the Keenum replacement plan, you know, spelled out in my mind because we're seeing it every day. PJ on the right side, Bro on the left. And then probably Devontae Harris in the slot is the way it looks right now. Maybe Damian Swan in the slot. And then Ken Crowley's played well. He gives you a good backup option on the outside. So their depth there is at least better built to weather the storm. It's not, you know, somebody goes down suddenly – it's a disaster. I, I think they're going to be okay. And this move speaks to how highly I, they think of, of Harrison Crowley. Because if they were unsure about those guys, I think you wait on this move and you dig in and you wait and see what happens. Yeah. Um, that and it's just it, at this point, at this point in camp, when guys have taken as many snaps as all, the, as all those guys have over and over again, they're really starting to get a good feel for it. And this isn't like a normal camp where they've only played against themselves so far. They've, they've gone up against Tom Brady. Now they've gone up against DeAndre Hopkins. They're already going against Drew Brees in practice. It's been a very uh, difficult test for young corners. As much as two weeks of training camp can be, this has been a pretty difficult test. And the Saints clearly like what they see. I think the thing that I heard the most about this is this is the second big contract in a row that they've given out where the player isn't sticking around. And I'm not going to like go out and bash the front office for it because when they guaranteed Keenan's money last year, I didn't think it was the worst move in the world because of how much he meant to the team, how thin they were at cornerback. We didn't know what bro was going to be. And if Keenan was unhappy or left, it seemed like it could be the end of the world for that defense. So seems like they probably saw it the same way but in hindsight like it's not it's not the greatest move in the world well i mean the other thing is back when they made that deal it was before this hip injury yeah happened which has lasted 
uh, I think longer than really anybody expected it to. Um, yeah, this thing is lingered. Yeah, I mean, his last surgery, I believe, uh, as far as we know, his last surgery was in January. Um, that would have been the third one. Yeah, he's been telling people that he expected to be back at full strength. He told us at his camp that he thought he'd be out there for the first practice. But, you know, so this hip injury has really become a much more serious injury than I think anybody anticipated it being um, really at all. I mean, at this point, it's it's a full year's worth of injury um, issues and that's something that doesn't even necessarily happen with like torn ligaments and stuff. So, are you comfortable with the depth at cornerback? The Saints clearly are. PJ Williams has looked really good. Um, I like Damian Swan. Uh, Delvin Bro is obviously number one corner. The one thing is, it's very, it's a very young group. Um, it's a very, very young group. Right now, if you look at, like, if you think of the top five as Bro, Williams, Swan, Crawley, Harris, uh, that's a bunch of guys who've been in the NFL. None of them have been in the NFL more than a year. Um, obviously, they have Cortland Finnegan, somebody we shouldn't, definitely shouldn't forget about, uh, who can play in the nickel. He's got some more experience on the corner, but it's just a, it's just a really young group uh, with Lewis gone. Now, the flip side of that, though, is... The flip side of that, though, is unless he's healthy, having Lewis doesn't really change that. That's where they were headed anyway. If he's just on the roster and not on IR, can't play, it kind of hurts you, actually. Because now you're cutting somebody else to keep him. You're carrying six cornerbacks. So, I mean, I don't know. I I wish we knew more about why he was released because just the timing of it is so hard to, to understand. But... Also, having better safeties, I think, is going to help these young corners. They're playing more too high safety looks, which will take some pressure off of them if they're in there. Uh, Eric Harris has played well. Von Bell has been good enough. And Uh, they've played Von Bell a little bit at maybe not corner, but in the nickel. Yeah, no, he's played. He's he's lined up quite a bit on receivers. Vaccaro's been doing it too. so. So they've got some options there with the safeties they have. And damn, then I'll be. <laughs> that's you know that's that's really that, this is a tangent off of what we're actually talking about. Hold on, hold on, not seriously, but he did cover Sneedwell one day. Go ahead. No, I, no, I was I was gonna say like this is a little bit of a tangent, but Dennis Allen is not afraid to line up his linebackers on a split out player, whether it's a receiver or running back, a tight end, and have them cover them. So. You don't necessarily have to think of it in terms of every time somebody split out, a corner has to be on them. No, definitely not. But that was kind of true last year. I don't remember any of the safeties really lining up. Vaccaro might have now and then, but not 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 enough. very often at all. So if they were split out, it was almost always corners last year. Swan or, or Wilson, yeah. That's not true anymore. So um, Dennis Allen can mix and match this a little bit more than maybe... Uh, they would have last year. The other guy, too, like, it, it's crazy to think about their depth because, like, last year, if Jimmy Pruitt was having the camp he's having, like, we'd be talking about him as a dark horse, and, like, he's not even in the conversation, but... Probably a practice squad guy. Yeah, he's got two picks. I mean, last year it was just so dire that... He made a play yesterday, too, I think. He might have made the team last year. Mm-hmm. Like, Kyle Wilson, that really bad camp, made the team. He had a good year for what we expected out of him, but... 
It's a, it's at least different now. I think I think they can weather it a little bit more. Yeah, and I mean, I guess the thing we keep coming back to is this is going to sound really harsh, but do the Saints view this as how much of a loss is it if he hasn't been on the field yet? Well, I think that just goes to the football mentality where, like, if a guy's not out there, he, he's just forgotten about. And the team's been moving on without him while he was still on the roster. And, I again, I, I think if they were scared of losing Keenan, Keenan doesn't go anywhere. I, I think this – I mean, it, it might hurt, but I think this speaks to at least today, August 18th. Is that the date? 19th. 19th. On August 19th, what they think of these younger guys and – Look, it just goes. It goes to what we've been reporting, what we've been saying. These guys have been playing well. They obviously have confidence in them. If they didn't, this doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, let's 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 kind of break these guys down individually. What do you see out of PJ so far? Because he's clearly the guy who's going to bear the brunt of this more than anybody else. Yeah, he's legit. He can cover. Uh, I really don't have a lot of concerns about him. I mean, he's not in that at that Delvin Bro level, but. He's. I think he's going to be a good starting cornerback, and I think he's still got some upside. He's a young guy; it's his first year. Like I, I think he's probably going to be a guy that maybe improves as the year goes goes on. I love his physicality. It's great. Uh, during the summer, he talked about how last year, uh, when he was still around the team after he got put on IR, that he basically spent his whole time trying to pick Bro's brain, and you can see it. He plays a similar style to the way Bro plays. And the thing is, that may create some penalties early. But if it's like Bro last year and there's penalties early and then he fixes it late, who cares? Yeah, and we've been seeing them play a lot of off coverage. But, I mean, they got, in both those guys, two guys that I think compress and really disrupt timing when, when they want to use it. Okay, let's go Swan. I haven't seen Swan really since last year. But, I mean, he's, he's, he's good enough. When Swan, this is the thing, I think the thing we saw from Swan last year is that Swan is a battler. You like having that in the corner. Like, Swan doesn't give up on plays. He's going to give some stuff up, though. He will, mean, give, he will give some stuff up, but he's, he's going to battle. He's going to try to stick in there as much as possible. Um, I mean, if he's your third or fourth corner, like, that's a good third or fourth corner. Okay. So now, these are the guys that you've seen a little bit more of that I haven't. Um, Devontae Harris. Between him and Crawley, I, I think Devontae might have better pure coverage skills. He knows how to overcome his lack of size. What is he, 5'10"? Probably. He's a 5'10 guy. He, he his may, lack of size to me is less about his height and more about just he's not a very He's slender. Dude. He's a slender guy. Yeah. yeah, you can get away with being 5'10". I think Revis is only 5'11". I mean, but yeah, he, he knows how to make up for that. Uh He's got very good lateral quickness. He's really a guy that I think is built to play the slot, and I think he's going to do that well. That's what he's been doing a lot in practice. Um, I haven't noticed Crawley a ton in the first couple practices, but you, you've obviously seen a lot more of him than I have so far. Yeah, and that game, too, the, against the Patriots, I thought I thought he shadowed his men well. He, I don't think he got targeted when he was out there with the, the first and second units. He's got a nose for the ball. He's in position a lot to make plays. And the one thing that, that was really interesting to me about him is he said he only had three picks at Colorado. And uh, he said, like, he didn't know how to, how to – basically said he didn't know how to make interceptions. Like, he didn't know how to make plays on the ball. And Aaron Glenn kind of has shown him 
you know, what to do and how to put himself in a better position to make plays. And he's been making plays throughout camp. I, I think Harris has probably moved ahead of him. And if Keenan had stuck around, I think maybe it would have came down to Crawley and Dixon. But they, they've went back and forth. And I think he, he's a guy that, that could develop it and be, and be a good player. What about Cortland Finnegan? Man, I haven't seen enough of him. But, I mean, it looks like he, he's still got something. Yeah, I mean, he had a, he had an interception in the first practice. Uh, he's physical. He's very physical. He can play. He can play in the slot. He's gonna mix it up. You almost think, is there a chance that Finnegan maybe has an upper hand, just because of he's a guy who's done it before and can kind of slot in into a couple different places. I mean, the Saints like veterans. They definitely like veteran players. Uh, his DA said that they wouldn't bring a guy in just to be a locker room guy. Like, he, he's got to do something on the field, and that's what they're going to evaluate. But I think if it comes, you know, if there's a push, and it's between two guys and one has leadership, and he can provide value to a very young cornerback room, that could be the difference for him. So, Finnegan, to me, seems almost like he might be in a Kyle Wilson position from last year. Um you know, a veteran guy who maybe comes in a little bit as an afterthought. And it just depends on – it just really just depends on if he makes it because Kyle Wilson, I think, was very close last year. He didn't start playing a ton until four or five games into the season. You're just omitting my guy, Brian Dixon, completely from oh, the conversation. Oh, I am sorry. Brian Dixon. Yeah, and the thing is, is uh, I'm having a really hard time cutting him, but somebody else will have to step up on special teams if they're going to keep – if they keep five guys and Finnegan's in, like somebody has to come from somewhere. I'm not saying that's impossible. But he's gonna be a, he's a hard guy to cut just because he's so good at that. I think the reason I think the reason that I I'm not thinking about Dixon is that he hasn't been on the field with the first like the other six corners we mentioned all Absolutely. go on the defense yeah. before he does. So he's gotten better at corner. Like I'm not saying he's he's like leaps and bounds better. But he, he's he's gotten a little better at corner. I know it's just like it's clear from what we've seen in practice. Oh, the other guys are well ahead of. Swan walked back on the field on Thursday and immediately went back in with the first and second teams De- ahead of him. Defense, the only thing considered, he's he's way behind. Nothing. So so I think that's probably why I should be I. I I keep forgetting him when I should be thinking I, of it. I just thought you, you were in the, the special teams fellowship, but I, I guess not. I love special teams. I love him as a gunner, but I also I also uh, am kind of going off of what Sean said the other day, but I'm kind of extrapolating a little bit. He was talking about the long snappers and saying if you've got a guy who's a long snapper who can do something else, there's a lot of value to that. And I assume the same... I assume he thinks the same of the gunner position. Of all special teams yeah. positions. Yeah, if, no question. if you have somebody else who can do that, uh, there, there's more value there. So I guess that's that's a it's a little bit where I'm driving it. I, I will still watch the gunners very closely tomorrow night uh, during the game against the Texans. I, I like you. watching it. It's one of my you. favorite things to watch. I don't believe you. It I mean, is. I don't know, man. Just the way this whole conversation's went. I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think you're a true believer. I am not a true believer just because, like I said, because of the way the defense has been going out there in practices. The personnel that they've been going out there with. Is there anything else? I don't think so. I think uh, I think that food at Ninfa was really good. We didn't get to enjoy it as much as we wanted to. 
It's disappointing. <laughs> all right, well, uh, let's wrap this up. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends, subscribe, rate it, all that stuff. We'll be back. Napa know It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17